Hello and welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast. This is Kian Sobani. It is Sunday night. We are in that weird place between the season ending and the Champions League getting back underway in August. And to be honest, we're just dialing it back a little bit here. And by a little bit, I mean that this week was still jam-packed on patreon.com slash managing Madrid. Matt Wilty and I did a season review for the Real Madrid Lonies. Christopher McCormick and I discussed Real Madrid's fitness coach Gregory Dupont. And Lucas Navarrete and I did our weekly mailbag. And that was just the base minimum content that we put out this week. Uh, tonight's episode is a Castilla Corner special. I am sitting this one out tonight as I am away on a beach somewhere with my kids. And I'm happy to disconnect. But don't worry, I'll be back with a vengeance this coming week. I have a couple of my favorite writers coming on the show this week to talk about some analytics with regards to Real Madrid. We have a huge preview of Manchester City coming up in both written and podcast form. And my column about Zinedine Zidane is still featured on the homepage of managingmadrid.com if you haven't checked that out already. Also, this Tuesday, we are starting a new live call-in show where listeners can actually call into a live show and ask questions and talk to us. That is a Matt Wilty initiative. And for more details, you can go to patreon.com slash managingmadrid where it's all laid out. Most important of all, we have a huge milestone to announce. We are officially launching a podcast segment for Real Madrid Femenino entitled Las Blancas. We'll be starting that first week of August and publishing an episode weekly. That is made up of entirely a cohort of Jess Howen, Raquel Barbadillo, Om Arvin, Grant Little, and Gabe Lesra. I don't know which combination of those amazingly talented people will appear on any given episode, but I trust they have it together. They also have a Twitter handle. It's at Las underscore Blancas on Twitter. You can follow them there. Get a head start on the great coverage they'll be doing. And I'm pretty sure I could just make this intro an hour long if I wanted to. I won't delay the great content by Castilla Corner coming up any longer, though. Uh, I'll just say that if you're not a patron, you're missing out on a lot. So make sure you join the Patreon army as soon as possible. Patreon.com slash Managing Madrid. Also wanted to give a quick shout out to our $10 plus patrons as follows. Mikhail Nilsson, Frederick Sundros, John Fernandez, Said Mahad, Balaccio, Adam Dorsey, Frederick Rantakiro, Leon Savernakis, Christian Gonzalez, Ilian Zacco, Willie Reed, Nick Ribeiro, Eric Rogers, Tyler Simon, Sad Omar, Oluapamimo, Oludonjoy, Christian Toft, Charles Williams, Kunal Tilakar, Marin Myrtle, Tyler Dixon, Oli Michael, Urim James, Raghav Potluri, Jeff Thurston, Gary Kohut, Sujai Wani, Peña Maradista, San Francisco Bay Area, Brandon Stevens, Catherine Fagundo, Rafael Servia, Karen Scherer, Somanchu Singh, Brandon Powers, Nelson Masariego, Umar Mahadi, Rovi Tahiev, Anthony Armesto, Shabazz Sharapov, Varun, Ashik Bashar, AMB6901, Faisal Hamdan, Alex Perez, Muxi Thangal, William Merchant, Sergio Arispe, Graham Gerard, Matan Baron, Kevin Rivera, Mowgli, MJ Diego, Michael Cruchon, Zafar Chadhuri, Keith Lisenby, Tobias Arroyo Botcher, Martin Ridman, Christian Acosta, August Austin Fiori Erdman, Eloy Enriquez, Magnus Lex, Jason Fitz, Solomon Ortiz, Fabian Moreno, and Philip Hammer. Thank you guys so much. You guys are amazing. And without further ado, here is Castilla Corner doing their thing. Let's go. Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. Uh, wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema needs to rest and the numbers reveal why. Welcome, Madridistas, to uh, another, the first podcast uh, for Castilla Corner back since the league champion win for Real Madrid, number 34. Um, one at the Alfredo Di Stefano, so particularly special for any Castilla follower like us guys. I'm joined by Christian Rubin. Boys, what's going on? Not much. Perfect, perfect. Not much. <laughs> Champions, not bad. Yeah, yeah very nice. Um how special as well. I just thought I really wanted to write a piece on this, but I don't know if there's enough in it. Um, obviously, Danny Carvajal, Nacho, um, mm. 
Lucas Vazquez as well. They all won a league title, what, eight years ago in, in gold trim at the Di Stefano? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just thought, for what must those three have been feeling? It must have been like deja vu. Yeah, I wonder how much of an effect that has, uh, has been. Just, uh, I'd know. forgotten about that. I said yeah. it, I remember at the start that I'd said that all these guys were coming back and mm. it might give them a mental edge. But I'd forgotten completely about it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that, especially to have done it in similar dominant style as well. I mean, apart from there were some nervy moments, all right, but I was like watching the second half of the Villarreal game and just like mm. thinking, this has got to be one of the more relaxed championships I've ever yeah. seen. Win. <laughs> just, but that's, I think we owe that largely to the fact Barcelona just could not get their shit together. Wow. Yeah, but it's also, it's also just an historic around uh, defense. I don't think it's yeah, almost insane. never been as good. So, you know, one goal better than our, previous record in 38 games yeah so so i was i've been very very impressed by especially zidane just getting this team to to win with such a you know i'll say it i think it's such a a bad attack for Madrid standards i mean especially the wingers um so you know just getting this this team to win it i I don't think it's it's an easy easy job so um but uh now i'm very happy and um well Let's see how it goes next. But um, I, th- I saw Adrian Blanco writing a little article about the kind of canteranos uh, who contributed to the to the league win, and it was, for example, Valverde, Carvajal, Vinicius, if you can say, you know, call him Cantrano, yeah. Rodrigo, Lucas, Nacho Mariano. They didn't play too much, but uh, also Casemiro, if he can be counted. So, I mean, mm. yeah, it's not a bad uh, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> At all. I think um, I did a welcome back tweet during the first game. I can't remember when that was, maybe four or five weeks ago. I think it was against Ibar. And it kind of it, it's good to see how ingrained Castilla and their graduates are in the league mm. because every single game there was someone on the opposition team that had played for Castilla recently. So Febas came in or or uh, Tejero, like we said earlier, every single week, Raul de Thomas. Um, it, it's just good to see how far spread they they can go. They all play in La Liga, but they just kind of they they spread out a little bit. And and the success this academy has is not all based mm. on the first team opportunities and the first team success that gets given to them. Um, mm. it, it's yeah. it's the fact that there are so many top league players and and they play really well as well. They're not just there to to take part as as um you might say. They are really there to to impress. Yeah, there could have been more. Yeah, it could have, could have been. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Miguel Gutierrez and Javi oh, Hernandez yeah. would feel very, very uh, hard <laughs> done by not to have gotten their feet under them competitively. I did a Twitter thread on it about just. I was. I. I won't lie that I was quite disappointed that they didn't get oh, a date. Yeah. I thought they were. I. I just thought with that Legnes game and. Mm. I, and especially with the 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 lineup we the squad we went with, it was clear that I mean, as much as we were taking the game seriously and inverted commas it wasn't really that serious with eight attackers in the squad but but uh, and also like... Mar- marcelo was also injured and mm. he had played a lot so i think yeah. uh, especially miguel gutierrez giving him the debut just not yeah. not even just it didn't have to be from the start it could have been just <laughs> from, from yeah. the bench and then kind of 90 minutes of where real madrid largely tried to keep legness in the league <laughs> In the first place, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's literally, you, <laughs> I can't, I can't understand it for the life of me. But uh, it's but, the but way I, it goes, I suppose. I think there, I'm not sure if there are like any official rules, but I don't think you can change the team too much after winning the league because you have to respect the the opponents. Yeah, mm. well, that's true. But I mean, they were in these; they've largely been in the squad for the whole championship yeah. run. Yeah. But um, could, uh, did you do you think any any other player than Miguel Gutierrez really had a a real chance of playing? Oh, Renier would have had a good chance, but did he? Yeah, not but did he make? Did he there make must any have been shots? something wrong. There must have been something wrong with his his think, um his citizenship or something. I think he got injured. I, I think read, yeah, I maybe. Yeah, yeah. he got injured. I think mm. so too. So that was weird, just not seeing him. I was talking a little bit about on Twitter a few weeks ago that I thought that he could maybe have a, a decent impact on our our, yeah. our the end of our season but uh he didn't end up playing at all so i don't know <laughs> but uh i think he has the profile to as i've said to just give a lot to this team that we don't already have so um but he's been rumored a lot to to different clubs i think if we're going to new yeah and, by, and the always close uh, real valladolid 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's hope Never. that it doesn't go there. But yeah, we won't no. be giving oh. you any more loanies, Ronaldo. You can Please. go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so also, also uh, Luis Lopez, he made the squad when Courtois mm. was injured. Um, I saw he was happy about that. I think it's quite nice when like um, youngsters who have 700 followers on Twitter get called up. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Uh, it is amazing the the shift in followers you get when you even make one appearance. They yeah. start off with with less than all of us, less than probably you yeah. listening at home, and then <laughs> a couple of appearances, maybe a big moment, and and it shoots right up. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So um, yeah, I saw that, a stat on your. Uh, Norwegian page actually I'm in like a chat page for the, yeah. the Norwegian Pena and it's one I hated actually I don't know if it's true I don't know what was said because it's obviously I had to translate it Um, but it said that is this the first time in 12 years that no Castilla player had been used in the oh, league is that something like true? that something like that let me find I it I saw that <laughs> as well and uh, what I think what Real Madrid will say is that they'll say well Rodrigo goes played who was registered with Castilla as the number 11 so technically it doesn't count but at the same time realistically yeah th- this must be the first season where apart from Rodrigo no actual Castilla player has been involved at all throughout the season mm-hmm. apart from on the bench obviously um but but also there was someone who was discussing in that post that is it really such a great thing to just get a debut? I mean, it's great for the for the youngsters, but mm. I don't think it helps their development a lot. If you know, with Mourinho, for example, he just gave the debut to like a hundred Cantanos in one season just to it's... get it on the CV. I th- yeah, literally, it is just so at your next club you can say oh, I actually played yes. for it. I mean, Cristo Gonzalez can just oh, I scored for Real Madrid. You know, same with Javi Sanchez. Not only played, but they they hit the net for the first team, and that's huge. Um, yeah. But you are right, I guess. And the other thing is, throughout the other 11 seasons, obviously the cup was suited for these Castilla players. I mean, yeah. there was one year yeah. where I think eight started or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously this year, then no one is going to take that risk. It's a shame that none did. None none got yeah. featured at all, but it's a different it's a different ball game at the moment. <clears throat> I th- yeah, I think over the last 12 years, you could probably find that most of the Castilla debuts probably didn't play mm-hmm. quality game time yeah. in those debuts. It was cup game against cup the game, side 100%. they'd probably be weighing... <laughs> anyway, but I think um, <clears throat> I think those debuts are important, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I just think you know you don't you every the amount of, these guys always have a capacity to surprise you. I think Sergio Regulon's probably the best recent example is a player who's just you can who's given a debut and all of a sudden he ousted Marcelo as the starting left back for <laughs> from that point onwards. So uh, I and that's what I kind of that's what I think you might get and i mean it's a one in 10 maybe one in 20 chance but it's still a chance and yeah. if not then you get at least the way i see it is you know in with in zidane's case he has enough sample size to know that he you know he's the giving brahim diaz or mariano or that game time is just kind of token minutes and the rest of the squad he's going to use in the champions league so why mm. not just give this kid that you've had training in the squad for a couple of weeks the the debut and see but, what he comes yeah. out with but i think uh, zidane yes zidane <clears throat> doesn't give it too many chances well at least this season but i also think zidane is the kind of manager who suddenly can promote a castilla player and make yeah. him an important uh, yeah. uh, member of the squad so i don't think it's impossible <laughs> that let's okay yeah. maybe it's not the best uh, example but if Sergio Lopez was a little bit better, I don't think it would have been impossible <laughs> for him to be to be Carvajal's backup next season, for example. Mm, yeah, no, I mean, 100%. I think... Okay, for example, let's say that uh, Miguel Gutierrez was a couple of years older and he was the right back. I think he would have had great chances of having many minutes left next season. Someone with There's... his profile, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't... I don't yeah, that's the annoying thing of this, is that you can't say Zidane isn't he's just slow he's just a little slow about doing it you'd like him to kind of yeah you'd like him to be faster and a little bit more kind of braver with some of this stuff but in general i think he's uh he's he he's brave enough i mean he goes to every castilla game for a reason he doesn't bring his wife there just because he likes the (laughs) he likes the aesthetic or something like that yeah um he goes to those games because he does have an interest in what's below real madrid and i mean like of Fede Valverde, I mean, he didn't have to give Fede Valverde yeah. a chance. Valverde mm. obviously impressed him with the sort of football that he came out with, and he gave him a huge, huge uh, show of trust this season. 
and he's mm. like an example of a, a success story. Yeah. So, but uh, do you think Lucas Vasquez will be on right back, uh, back of right back next season? <laughs> I hope not. It's just I think someone wrote this in the immediate reaction to the Leganes game, but Lucas Vasquez was a good player for Real Madrid, but now he's like he's just the last couple of managers have just put him in for near the sake of it. And it, he's just embraced the meme that he started out as, which is it, not him personally, but in terms of the way he's been deployed and that. He's just not being deployed effectively at all. There's no point to him anymore. We so just have would, too many wingers, though. Yeah, it's just, it's silly and stale now. I, I mean, would like we, him. I like I mean, him. I love him as a player, but I'd like him to move on for his own career because he's we, just, mm. it's just stupid now. When you look at the squad list, Real Madrid squad list, it's like four, three, four central midfielders and like ten wingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's Vinicius, it's Rodrigo, and it's Lucas, Brahim, Asensio, mm. and, uh, you know, it, it's just too much, <clears throat> Asar. So I think we need to um, do some um, adjustments to the squad. And uh, the question is... <sighs> Could someone like uh, Fidalgo take the step up? Uh, there's no, there's absolutely no talk about that. But uh, I mean, <clears throat> it, should it be impossible? Zidane always, you know, not always, but sometimes plays with like mm. four or five central midfielders. Yeah. He needs an extra central midfielder. Could Fidalgo be the guy? <laughs> I don't. I I said uh, when we did the season review that I don't see why if you were kind of. If you're looking down that path, why Fidalgo might not be kind of a semi-legitimate bench player. I just, I don't think, I honestly don't think that he he could offer any less than what we already have. And especially in these circumstances where money's going to be tight. I was reading, yeah. I saw a chart there where, you know, about the kind of effect that the lack of, uh, the lack of match day revenue would have on, yeah. on clubs around the world. And according to last year's last year's uh, revenue costs and all that, Real Madrid are set to lose about a fifth of their revenue oh. from the lack of match day. And that's taking into the fact that this virus pandemic and that is not it's not over yet. We're still um, mm. we're we're still looking at a situ we're still looking at a situation where uh, there could be it could stadiums could be empty next season as well. So, like, Florentino said that there will be no big signings, so we yeah. will have to recruit from Castilla or from alone players. Mm. Are you are you going to have to be clever and spend your money? Like I said, clever, just being mm-hmm. wise and you know picking up players that probably no one's had on their radar that might be able to contribute. You know, mm. this is a little bit off topic, but uh, I just. I think uh, for a while, where, as a Real Madrid fan, uh, like 10 years ago, I was a little bit embarrassed. Real Madrid had Mourinho. We were bitching about referees. And, you know, I remember we were posting videos about the referee mistakes and stuff like that. It was quite, uh, yeah, embarrassing. At the same time, Esparza had uh, UNICEF as their sponsor. <laughs> and, you know, they were playing this beautiful football and everything. Now, I think it's kind of the opposite. Barcelona doing some shady stuff, selling Arthur and then signing Pjanic just to avoid financial fair play. <laughs> and Real Madrid are doing, I think Real Madrid are doing so many nice things. For example, yes, now the Real Madrid players had to cut their salaries a bit and Florentino said that it's not right now to for us to spend big money after yeah. asking the players to take a, a wage cut. So I think that's, you know, just mm. one of m- several good Stuff that Real Madrid have done over the last uh, few years that you know, I'm actually a little bit proud that they won't sign any players. Yeah, I mean, they need to replenish the squad. I mean, you must think the attack is uh, pretty. No, I wouldn't say mediocre, but perhaps a little bit yeah. muted recently. No, it's mediocre. Um, and and there's <laughs> and there's certainly um, you know players that could really back that up and add, and add something that maybe not a Castilla, but certainly in that loan list. But um, uh, but. Uh, to be fair, we have played without Sidan's um, uh, first choice wingers for the whole season, Asensio mm, and Asar. Yeah, and so he's they great. Will, yeah. Asensio and Asar, uh, I'm sure that they are the ones who Sidan uh, will start with on the wings. Yeah. So that just makes it even tougher for, for example, Brahim Diaz and other yes. wings to, to get minutes. They just 100%. have to leave. Yeah. And um, I just, if you are a Castilla player and you're a winger, you can forget about it. Rip Marvin Park. Yeah, you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait. But uh, it'll be exciting. I was actually thinking just um, before we started that 
It's a shame that there are not more Karstia rumors because, you know, mm. in times like this, we, it would have been fun with some rumors. Just, uh, <laughs> I would love just a little bit more than, than less, you know, right now. It yeah. seems like it's, it's almost nothing. I, I don't hear <laughs> anything about the players going anywhere. Yeah. Just uh, a little bit. But I, every season, every summer with Castilla, it's, it's a crazy oh. situation. Just every player... You know, the the whole squad is changing. So if you could every summer have, you know, a ton of news, ton of transfer rumors, I would love it. But at the moment... You'd be there all day, though. Just stuff (laughs) happening all the time. And if you want to go deeper, put your foot well into it. Like, I think... I can't remember what day it was in a couple of weeks ago, but the club released, like, 32 players (laughs) a couple of weeks ago. And I think what was the biggest name there was... um, Oh god, I've forgotten his name. What the striker that we got on loan? Was oh. it uh, Mark Ball? Uh, yeah, that was it. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, but like we released about <laughs> thirty-two players from a whole host of age groups, and we, mm. you know, contract renewals are happening on a regular basis. Uh, I think they've made about f- six signings in the U Academy at this stage mm. all, across all these age groups, uh, the ones that I can see. So you'd just be there all day. You wouldn't. You'd never yeah. get through it all. Uh, it's true, but right now it's. I just want a little bit more. I yeah, want to know what's I, I happening. Think, yeah. What's happening think, with Fran Garcia? What's happening with Vidalgo? Well, we, we know nothing. Well, soon enough you will know everything. I'm sure because it started. Alvaro Bravo recently signed and left the the team. He's now the first player to actually leave. Obviously, Mark Guay was on loan and it just expired. Yeah. Um, Bravo went to Granada B. Um, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. didn't have that good of a season. A little bit older. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I, I wish him luck. I don't know if, you know, best come best, he ends up in that that first team. Um, mm. But yeah, with the rest of the players, I I guess that's it. The transfer the transfer market starts from now, I suppose. Um, so throughout the next few weeks, yeah, I think Fran Garcia, Alvaro Fidalgo definitely will be sold. I think French, you might shift. Cesar um, Hellebar is another one. Rumoured for ages now, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, your you, your wish is about to come true, at least. Yeah, yeah, but I it is so. quiet right now, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the only thing we can do is just we know pretty much uh, about what players will come up for the from the under 19s and uh, we had a we talked more about it on a couple of podcasts back. So. Um, but uh, it's not too long until um, the UEFA Youth League starts, so yes. you're right. It, things will happen for sure forest. now. Mm. I don't know if we spoke about this. I had to do a, um article midweek because they returned to training last week. Yeah. Um, they're really starting preparations now. And it was good to see, uh, I think, a handful of Castilla players there. Blanco is there, Marvin Park, Miguel mm. Baeza, Pablo Rodriguez is there. Uh, mm. oh, I'm testing my knowledge now. Um uh, <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember. I can't remember as there, but but yeah, no, a there's a players. there's a big chunk chunk of Castilla players being brought down. Obviously, Raúl is the coach. Yeah. Pablo Ramón is in training, so um, that's going to be really interesting. As we said, that's going to be our main focus from August. Um, yeah. Could well be one game is something I wrote in the article because these games are mental. Um, yeah, the one I it's saw a, live was six three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's so the many goals. Wrapped yeah. it up within within ten days to two weeks yes. of starting it back up again. Mm. But I mean, yeah, expect I mean, any scoreline, expect any yeah. winner. So it could well be that Juventus. Not, I'm not saying this as Real Madrid are a bad team. It's just anything happens. So Juventus walk away with it, or Real Madrid walk away with it, or anything could happen. So maybe they they play a few games. Maybe they only play one. But it's going to be our focus through that duration, at least. Yeah. Well, there's a reason we haven't won it yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a difficult competition to win. There's All a right. lot of it. It's just a bit weird. It's a strange little tournament. <laughs> all together um so you don't really know what's around the next bend with it sometimes mm. uh, but i don't know it'd be if we get past that juve game we have inter milan or Rennes in the semi-finals now is what they are uh which will be <laughs> challenging to say the least and i don't i think Rennes has obviously had a quite a successful run with their youth products in the first team so i imagine they're second team is going to be quite their youth team will be quite good and Inter Milan naturally speaks for itself yeah. and Real Madrid don't have much luck with Italians so <laughs> yeah. it is it's hard work uh but I think Raul at the helm certainly will help things along massive. very nicely mm, for sure. massive yeah um let's talk about another Castilla graduate then um because someone has returned to the club uh 
I think it was last week that became official, and it's someone close to Chris's heart, actually, and everyone's <laughs> heart. Uh, Iker Casillas is supposedly back as, as some sort of advisor, some sort of delegate. Mm. Um, I don't know anything about these jobs. I know Solari currently holds a role like this, <laughs> and, and which is fine because he's a, he's an ex-player. He's a great guy. I don't know what they do. He's a very good-looking man as well. Very good-looking. <laughs> same with Iker. <laughs> he's an ambassador, so you need a you need a handsome-looking fella for those yes, sort of jobs. For sure. Sure. He's, he's up for the... the socialing i tell you now if he was a salesman he could sell me a broken pen <laughs> solari or casillas solari probably yeah. both both <laughs> no, i just i just kind of stand there in awe of casillas i wouldn't even hear what he was saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> casillas was flirting a little bit with the president of the spanish uh, what what was it it wasn't a league of spanish uh, F- football federation so uh, but he mm. Yep. Yeah, but he didn't uh, end up uh, going there. So, you know, why not uh, take a role at Real Madrid? That's, uh, yeah, it's good. And it's also good that, you know, he he had a... It was a semi-conflict when he left Real Madrid. It was, you know, he was saying goodbye uh, alone at the press conference and everything. So maybe this helps a little bit, you know, just mm. how he said goodbye. Massively. That's a nice quick one. I've got... I have nothing to say about that job. I would like that job, but I don't know. I, Who knows I, the ins and outs of that? I just... I like... I read the Real Madrid way over, I think, last summer. Oh, yeah. And kind of it went up, a section of it went into how the club hires its board members. And, you know, mm. there's kind of a, there's a kind of, I'm going to, I wouldn't call it a myth because I can't say with confidence that it's entirely untrue, but there is a kind of rumor that Florentino Perez surrounds himself with yes men. Mm. But in actual fact, uh, the author Stephen Mandis found that what Perez does do is hire he hires people whose opinions he respects, and he also hires a lot of ex-players. And what we're seeing, what we're seeing now, is a massive influx of that 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 mm. contingent. You have yeah. you have Emilio Bertogueno in the board level. Yeah. Um, you have Iker Casillas now at consultants level, Zidane manager of the first team, so on and so forth. So I just I think it's fantastic to have that presence in the club it's always yeah. worked for us in the past and it's just brilliant that we keep we're continuing that on the roll um on the subject uh, I, I saw roberto carlos in the uh commentary section for real madrid tv when we, they were celebrating the title <laughs> and he was he was trying so hard not to like break social distancing and stuff and he just yeah. couldn't do it it was really fun to watch um so yeah like i said i just love the fact that there's all these former players knocking around the club it's brilliant yeah uh, about the yes man stuff uh, that could also just be another way of saying recruiting people who want to go in the same direction as you so yeah. it doesn't have to yeah, be well, it's more so i it would be more so i think a lot of people think he's a bit of a a dictator yeah which I mean, it might. It I could, mean, be, it's easy, could be. It'd be. It'd be easy to fall into. He's certainly a man who knows what he wants to do and yeah, yeah, has yeah. a vision for the team. But in terms of someone I who is stringent in his views of how things are to be done, I don't think that's true. I don't think he'd have kept characters like Zidane around if that was true. I just, uh, I just after everything he's won and you know he's turned the club around uh, and you know I just he has certainly some flaws but I just don't want to criticize him too much you know and uh, another thing why I don't criticize the president too much is because we never know what option we have you know uh, who, yeah, who would they're... be the next I remember Chris mm. you wrote an article about yeah. potential replacements for Florentino and one of them was like Rafa Nadal I think so you know it's like yeah. we have no clue about who the options are Fernando Hierro is probably the the mm. most legitimate option which is kind of strange because Herrero and Perez had a massive falling out when Herrero yeah. left yeah. So it'd be quite it'd be quite be quite the story if he succeeded Perez. But yeah, I mean in terms of options there it's slim pickings. I, I would put Bertogueno as a dark horse in that um, section. But we we just it it would be like um if it, whatever whoever it is, it's a step down and it's massive shoes to fill. <laughs> Well, we, the, thing is, the thing is, uh, the thing is, we don't know it because it's like if we had to find a replacement for Zidane and all of the coaches in the world were like anonymous. Or, yeah. So it's yeah. just a big gamble because we don't know anything about the characteristics of the ones who would be able to, you know, step up to replace him. So so I'm happy with Florentino and it's careful what you wish for for his opponents, I think. 100 percent. Mm. On an also bright note, I suppose, um, Hueska got promoted. And this this title race, 
was really interesting because I was sure not only for the last week, but for the last few months that Cadiz were going to win the league. They were walking away with it. Um, Alex Fernandez, uh, Nacho's brother, the ginger midfielder that played like Kaká for Castilla, um, <laughs> <laughs> hit double figures. He had a really good season yeah? and, and he was oh. flying. Yeah, he's flying for them. Okay. Luis Mekesada, not as much. He, after lockdown, oh, came shame. back and I think he did his ACL when he was just getting into the mm. team. Um, so not quite as successful for him. But yeah, yeah they're still promoted, but they Chris... lost the league on the last day because, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Cristo scored the winning goal for Huesca. Yeah, uh, it's the only. I think it's his first goal of the season. If it's not his first, it's oh, like his he's got single figures. Yeah, he he yeah. has not. I mean, he, he, he's uh, coming to it late, but he he might have six goals, I think, or something like that. But he got twenty two yeah. for Castilla, which was. I mean, he's stat padded for sure. He's not a goal scoring striker. He's more of a maybe a. I suppose I don't know how to say this about Benzema, who has a very good scoring record, but he he's certainly a player that contributes to a lot more than just goals. Um, yeah. But even for for Christo, this was quite a low season. So that's a massive moment for him. So so did Cardiff have to go to the playoffs? So no, because uh, top two get promoted. So they're both fine. They just lost the league title. We're we're probably we're gonna get into this a little bit later. But that whole this whole, I mean, it's gone smoothly for 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 La Liga. But Segunda, <laughs> I from what I'm gathering, there's just utter mayhem over the the <laughs> way that Segunda has managed the post lockdown because games yeah. haven't played because of coronavirus outbreaks mm-hmm. in some of the squads. I think it was Fuenlabrada and someone else didn't play. Yeah, what happened uh, to Fuenlabrada? Do you know? Deportiva. They had they had five players test positive for coronavirus, but just the 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 in terms of like I, I mean La Liga there hasn't been a apart from the league, but even that was still in contention. My my understanding of it is both clubs are unhappy because uh Fuenlabrada needed three points to uh make the playoffs. And Deportivo needed three points to not get relegated. And both of them, normally the games kick off at the same time, so you don't know other people's results. Um, and it's and it's quite an even playing field, so there's no cheating or anything going on. But obviously this game was um, cancelled, so they never got that chance to to perhaps fight for their survival or their, their promotion. Isn't going, to, isn't going to be played at all? Uh, I think Deportivo are already relegated. I think Few and Labrador, if they, they win, are already still relegated. Make the, can Few and Labrador still make the playoffs if they win? So yeah, I think they... it's going to be played. Yeah. But for Depor, it, it's irrelevant. They're down now. Ah, oh, mm, so they're really they're not happy at all. Our next hot yeah. topic. <laughs> so Depor are the first Spanish champions since the forties to be relegated into the third division, and because we're such a lucky bunch of people, they're probably going into Steers <laughs> group. Yeah, and the three, it's just in. I cannot wrap my head around it. The fact that we could be mm-hmm. that Castilla could be traveling to the to the. Riazor, where I watched like Real Madrid kind of pull away with the championship in 16-17 yeah. and open their first game of the season 17-18 and then you know, just all the crazy stuff that has happened mm-hmm. with Depor and the senior team and now they're going to like, play Castilla yeah. in the third division <laughs> and then it doesn't even like that's just touching the surface they're, they're going to play Celta B as well. Oh, is, it takes a mickey just, a little bit when these big clubs have to yeah, come and they, they one season play the first team and the, the next season they're playing the kids it must be i don't know it must feel quite no idea i and you know <laughs> i'm i mean we speak we speak from experience here that it's not an easy division to get out of regardless no, of who you are. No. so you know it, it's they they can keep falling it easily if you're not if you're not switched on in this league or this group you you can fall no matter who you are you know, um i think it, i think that's demonstrated by the fact that Fuenlabrada were promoted out of group one there two years ago and look at where they are now yeah that, i was actually celebrating oh this maybe it's not a nice thing to say but i was almost celebrating the booktivo's relegation because wow. um, if you remember real madrid had a big curse at riosor they were you know uh deportivo real madrid hadn't beaten deportivo at riosor for 20 years, since yeah. 1991 yeah. until 2010, when Naguti um, had that backheel assist for Benzema, Real uh, Madrid had never been a Deportivo at Riazor since uh, 1991. So uh, for Real Madrid, they were kind of... Um, and in uh, that yeah. time span, they uh, <laughs> they bet us in the cup final in 2002. The centenary year, they bet the, they upstaged Madrid completely in the Bernabeu and won the cup on their centenary anniversary. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yes. Which so was kind of, which was kind of, I think, from what I remember, was like the beginning of a bit of a fall for Madrid because they were on course for a treble, and after that cup final, they had to they had to get the win the Champions League to kind of uh, salvage yeah. it a bit. 
because the so, league kind of slipped away as well. So, so I just I just, uh, I just wanted them gone, to be honest. But uh, now that we're getting them with Castilla, I'm not sure if I get, got what I wanted. So no, I think it's, yeah. it's good for Castilla because I don't know if um, there's going to be any crowds next year. But an away day at the Riazor, I mean, it's not going to attract that many fans <laughs> naturally. But it's still a massive stadium. You could imagine there'll be quite a few people in this massive stadium. And, it, and it's almost like playing a, a La Liga game. It's like a replica in a way. Um, yeah. So the experience is strong for the young players. It's just that Deportivo will hate it. Thirty-two thousand people it takes. Oh, that'll be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, in Segunda B. Santander's a little bit smaller. They got relegated. Who else got? Who else went down? Do you know? Extremadura. Yeah, they can't have a massive ground. And is that it? I can't remember who else. Sure, there's one I think more. Four teams go down. Um. Ah, oh, well, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a big experience for them. And obviously the, the groups in general are going to be more than 20, are they not? They're going to be like 24? Yeah. Oh, Am I wrong? It's, yeah, it's, it's the, I think there's five extra teams or something. Five teams wow. in an already <laughs> and then And then once, once, once we're out of this whole coronavirus stuff, they're planning on dropping Segunda B into a, as the, making it the fourth division and creating a new third division where there'll be two groups of 20 teams. It just needs to stop all of this. It's mad. <laughs> just promote it all, please. Save <laughs> <it from me>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they literally just need to go up and we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, Barca B might go up and that's really annoying. Yeah. Um, they played, what annoyed me more is that they played via the lead B in the playoffs. And if, if via the lead B are making the playoffs, then I don't know if Castilla have much of an excuse. That's uh, <laughs> come Madrid B when it made the playoffs. They as well. did. They're, luckily, they're out. Um, I can laugh about that. Um, but Barca actually won. They won 3 2 with quite a small squad. So we'll see. They've, they've got a senior team in the next round. So. Um, yeah, uh, they've drawn 1 1. So I don't actually know what that means. They, who's that? Oh, Barca? No, that, that's. Yeah, they're. 3-1 up on penalties. So there you are. Live updates. Barca they're Pia, 3 currently up on playing. Brilliant. Oh, oh. That's really annoyed me. So they're going to win, aren't they? Probably, um, yeah. I don't know how many games you have to win in this kind of new setup. It's got to be more than two. Please tell argue, me. I will argue our point that they never face a team like Deportivo in their group. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. just me being better. That's just me being... We'll have to... Yeah. <laughs> We've gone... We scooted through these these talking points quite quick. I wanted to bring my own one up, actually, because I was yeah. thinking about this. And then um, Chris brought up Lucas Adan today. I was thinking, I don't know if I've been too nice and too kind on Enzo, De, Enzo Zidane, in fact, and, and the opportunities he got at Real Madrid. Um, because Luca, yeah, I mean, he's a terrible player. Absolutely terrible. Let's not get that <laughs> wrong. Um, and, and undeserving of every opportunity he got. But Enzo actually got the exact same treatment. It's just yeah. I, because I think he had a little bit of ability. He was one of the better players at Castillo. I, I overlooked it, but he was given the captaincy for no reason. He made so many first-team mm, squads. Mm. I saw a picture the other day of when Real Madrid won the league at the Riazor, and Enzo, w- <laughs> Enzo was just standing at the back there. I don't know why he was there. Um, <laughs> but they have so many medals, these kids. I think I've, maybe I was a little bit, and especially when you, when you see what Enzo's gone on to kind of produce after his time at Castilla, um, he's just been kind of moving about club to club. He's never managed to settle. Um, I, I'm not saying I've been too harsh on Luca, but I just think... Maybe I've overlooked that every Zidane is going to get this kind of special treatment. Um, yeah, because you, yeah. you've also, you've often been praising uh, Enzo. Yeah, for sure. I like him. I think, he, I, especially at Castillo, I really enjoyed watching him play. Um, massively positionally confused. Like I, I preferred him on the left, but a lot of people preferred him as an attacking midfielder. Um, his ability, he was just really strong on the ball. He reminded me of a, a slow Renier now. Um, just a good player. Um, mm. So, yeah, again, back then, I just didn't question it. I was like, yeah, captain, yeah, all these first-team appearances. But even back then, he probably wasn't quite good enough to be getting in as much as he was or, or, or getting these opportunities. Um, he but was part I, of a quite good team as well. So were there yeah, any other players who would have deserved the captain Sarban more, for example? Right, for um, Castilla at that point, I mean, they had they had Philip Lionheart, Jose Leon, um, Alvaro Tejera, Alex Fairbath, Marcos Lorente was in the yeah. team. Um I don't think Enzo, I, there was a lot of kind of suspicion and a lot of criticism about that captaincy, but I just didn't mind it. I just turned the cheek at the time because he was all right. I quite liked him as a player. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see when, because the next Zidane is actually due a Teo. promotion in the next. Yeah, Teo's coming up. Not it's Maybe not this played. year. He's maybe not really played this, this season. A hundred percent. He might not be the best player. I quite liked what I saw of him when, when he came on against PSG, but 
He yeah, certainly... everyone, everyone, everyone but me seems to have been impressed. I mean, Alex <laughs> Clapham was quite impressed by him. Yeah, he that. was. Yeah, he absolutely. Against, and I, I, I will hand that to him that he did actually play well in that game against Katafi. Mm. Well, uh, you know he'll get promoted, though, don't but you? But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to be promoted. I'm not sure <laughs> in, whatever. of all the players in the world that he'd be the first on my list mm. to be promoted. But yeah, within the next so, two so years, he, he, He's playing for the under-19s uh, yes. now, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, think it's 18, it, though, or 17. Yeah, well. and yeah. I think... I don't think he was one of the key players. No, no, no way. he was a bench player. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he will probably stay for another. Yeah, he will probably stay for another year, and then maybe Castilla after that. So. so my question to you is, how do we approach that? Because he may well be talented, and he might well be a player I like. But do we? I don't know if we call out the fact that he is there for a specific reason, um, or or just go with the flow because he's got a bit of ability on him. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit harsh on Luca giving the others a chance because they're not terrible footballers, if you know what I mean. Isn't it one of those two youngest Zidane brothers who are considered the biggest talent of those? I think so, yeah. Um, I maybe don't, that was loads him. Of them. I think maybe that was in Theo. I'm not sure. Mm. But, uh, we'll so see. could be that he's actually quite good. We'll, we'll see. But we'll just yeah. have to like consider him as a... As a normal player, but if he starts getting first team call ups and going to the <laughs> to the tour, I mean, it's it's. I think it's. Uh, I will. I'll be careful with my words, but uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> appearing in the back of championship tropes <laughs> that are championship yeah. photos that he doesn't belong in. <laughs> I mean, it's not a father son's day, so you know, it's uh, yeah. It's a bit, so interestingly, yeah. Lucas Zidane supposedly has been <clears throat> released. Supposedly, Chris told me this today. Yeah. He, um, um, <clears throat> He wanted first-team football. Obviously, his time at Santander has given him a bit of confidence and he's not going to get it at Madrid. So he's looking set to leave. I think from what... Now, pigeon Spanish here, but from what I can see, he's looking at... his. He's not... The Santander loan is over and I don't think he'll be renewed. I was looking at some of his numbers yeah. and he kept like eight clean sheets, even though he played loads of games. That's too bad. That's <laughs> actually all right kept, for him. Yeah, but he conceded about 40 goals as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't think he'll be going back there. Montpellier, is supposing a team interested in him, but well, well the see. best thing is, as soon as he's released and he is not a loney or on Real Madrid's books, I his don't con- have to care. His, I don't have to look. His contract is out in July of next year. Next year, no. Yeah. So they have to. So they might have to try and sell him or loan him or something. They'll have to sell him or loan him. Oh, he's he's such a bad goalkeeper in the nicest way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I, were, I had we, a... were, we were talking in a Facebook chat where weren't we talking in the Facebook chat this week where he, he made a mistake in the UEFA Youth League where he like tried to block the ball yeah. at his near post and ended up it was a long shot it was kind of nearly a cross really and he blocked it and knocked it into his own net and yeah. I said I said something along the lines of I didn't see that game but I did see a game where he made exactly the same mistake <laughs> in second to be <laughs> yeah. and I think that just summed up Lucas Zidane really just an anomaly. Um, but yeah, good luck to him. I, I hope I hope he can find a space in the professional game, but it's a hard world. I, I had a look at some of the fan accounts for uh, Santander and they weren't really too impressed. He left the, the squad for the last few games and I don't oh. know why. It's not really been reported why because um, I saw him on holiday with Alvaro Bravo and Ashraf Hakimi, funnily enough, um, when when Santander was playing. In article I read. Perhaps he picked up something then, but uh, he's not perhaps Mr. Popular because of of, of his absence. I don't know. <laughs> is, he the, is he the player you dislike the most? Lucas Zidane, he's just... Uh, mm, he might be the... In terms of quality, maybe the worst player I've seen, maybe. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember a player who has been that bad you know i mean he's just been not very good at, at what he does consistently I mean, he made some shocking mistakes i uh, just mistakes you will never the one you sent was just incredible yeah the you just don't see it at this level <laughs> but i don't know if he's the one i hate the most he's certainly maybe the worst i can't remember a player i just thinking you are completely out of place watching them i, I i'm i'm not sure seems uh, like he's improved at uh you know the loan spell though uh, I, he certainly, I think in his last year in Castilla, he certainly raised to, to a standard where he was Segunda B level to say the least. So he could probably start for Santander in Segunda <laughs> yeah. B. Yeah. I don't know about higher than that. I don't, I wouldn't, I would, if he was in goal for my team and I was a, <laughs> like a fan of professional team, I'd be, I'd be soiling myself every On weekend. On the subject of players who did not impress us in Castilla, Oscar Rodriguez. Yes. Going to, is, is, he seems like he's on his way for 20 million, million to Villarreal. Now, 
I will say, I will preface everything I'm going to say on this subject by the fact that I watched Oscar Rodriguez at Castilla the last time I saw him. <laughs> and he, outside of his free kicks, he's never really impressed me. And my impression of him so far from following him from the outside is that apart from his free kicks, he doesn't seem to be doing anything impressive. And I read SB Nation's sister blog, which is dedicated to Villarreal, and their assessment was exactly the same. That outside of his free kicks, he doesn't really do anything <laughs> significant. So I suppose the question is, is do you go, do you squeeze every bit of money you can get out of a player like that? Or do you keep him on the bench because nine times, maybe like 60% of the time, he's going to score a banging free kick if you bring him on? I just think it's uh, weird that Real Madrid don't want to keep more of their central midfielders in general. We have, as I mentioned, we have so few. Why is it like not mm. even considered to to keep Oscar? I I I would understand it if they can get twenty million. I wouldn't keep him either. I think, but uh, it's just that we we gotta have some of these players uh, to strengthen our our midfield. Odegaard is not does not seem to return. Oscar does not seem to return. Ceballos mm. is not the player he down likes. So yeah. who is going to come in to strengthen our midfield? It has to be someone. Yeah, that's true. I, like I, I would agree. I we're don't playing think, um, go and you go. I was just going to say, I don't think Rodriguez is that player because he seems very specialist. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I, I like this good cop, bad cop routine, though. I mean, I, mean, I completely agree. I was really disappointed with Oscar Castillo because he just um, was average. He was just an average player with an unbelievable free kick on him, and that put his numbers up a little bit. Um, in reality, he was the kind of player that the media made Martin Erdegaard to be out for, for Castilla because he just wasn't that good. He just didn't live up to expectations. But I've been astounded by him in La Liga, the way he plays. Like, and, it, and it almost isn't just free kicks. I haven't watched him that much. It's mostly against teams like uh, Real Sociedad yeah. or Madrid. Um, but he almost replicates his his under-19s form in La Liga, which is really strange for someone who struggled during his, his first year. Um, massively impressive with him. I would say 25 million. They should squeeze as much money as they can. I mean, he is a dark horse for the first team simply because of his performances. But um, yeah, I suppose you're right. Perhaps he doesn't quite have the quality or consistency to to join is Real Madrid. He even, is he even the type of player that Zidane would want, though? I mean, I think mm. I think of just again, I'm, and I don't want to draw the ire of the Lone Tracker podcast upon us. Um, but I think of players with a similar profile to him, and Hamas Rodriguez comes yeah, to mind. He is quite um, Jamesy. Yeah, so and Hamas is not a popular character with Zidane, so it's yeah, if, I think you're if completely you had him, right. Would he, yeah. would he stay? Yeah, I think would you're completely right there. I mean, the the thing is, his free kicks, I've never seen anything like them. Um, I think <laughs> no, I told Matt this like. because yeah. there, it, there's no technique to it. He does the technique that everyone uses, but he puts it in the top corner nearly every time. It, it's a joke. Um, <sighs> Yeah, he certainly, I mean, he almost carried Leganes at times this year. That's what really impressed me the most, that he almost, he hit nine goals. I don't think he got double figures, but his points were so important. I remember him, um, that free kick that was lined up against Sociedad in the last minute. And and I saw him come on like five minutes before, and I just knew they had, they'd lost the game. Um, and he hit it, he hit it from yeah. like 35 yards. <laughs> um, it's the same story, it's the same story with me, because like, you, all you had to do was watch a couple of matches at him in Ute level and you kind of saw what he was capable of. Yeah. So when all these people are kind of discovering his crazy free kick abilities, you're kind of like, eh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, exactly. Uh. We've seen this 40 times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem, the problem with Zidane, or I guess maybe it's not a problem, but what he seems to, to want is just, he wants to fill up the squad with players he likes. Yeah. So yeah. he would rather have one or two, or maybe even three players too little in one position and mm. let all of them be players he likes than to fill it up and have more balance. Yeah. 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 And, and his his kind of style of midfielder, I don't think there's a huge amount on the market in that sense. Well, what I mean, is his not... style? What is his style? Because it's oh, well, from, from Casemiro to like... Isco. Yeah. yeah, he likes to... <laughs> I think he likes a destroyer. I think if we're going for it, it's probably Casemiro, Kroos, and Modric as his key midfield. I think in terms of Modric, he's found Fede Valverde, who kind of replicates what Modric contributed. Zidane uh, is such a weird manager because if yeah. he, 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 as I said, he likes he likes Casemiro, doesn't like Ceballos. He likes Isco, doesn't like James. I mean. I don't get it. And also, whenever yeah, Casemiro, even... when when Casemiro is out, 
he plays Kroos, who is the complete opposite to Casemiro. So I just don't get what, you know, there's nothing, uh, yeah, no logic. No, and it's going to get us, it, it, <laughs> we need to start, like, he needs to figure that out because we're going to, we can't do Modric, we can't count on Modric to do it again for another season. No. He's, he's going to be 35 years old. Yeah, sadly, sadly. So yeah. and I mean, I, and Kroos is thirty-one. So yeah, it it, it I mean, I like we said at the start, there's definitely like sample size enough to trust that Zidane's going to figure it out. But I would, I think we are all in agreement that we'd very much like to see him making those steps because this season he hasn't made those steps, and the the clock is ticking. Certainly, there's yeah. a there's a reckoning on the way. Hmm. I mean, we need to. I mean, the talent is there. It's just a question of is are they Zidane style? <laughs> you know, yeah, are they yeah. are they capable? Are they open? Are they uh, capable of that? And is he open to give them that chance? I just want uh, we we're probably on uh, overtime now, but uh, <laughs> um, I just want to before it's you know it's been a while already, but before it's too late to talk about it, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Ashraf uh, leaving. Mm, yeah. Man, that I don't know why, but that that hurts more than um, other transfers. I don't know why, but just he he had been part of the academy since he was eight years old. Yeah. And you know when I watched, I saw that um, goodbye uh, picture he he posted on Instagram. I mean, he was so such a small kid when he he arrived, yeah. and he he was so close to replace Carvajal, so close, and I think he could have mm. done it. Um. And he left. I don't know if he chose to leave, or I think Real Madrid also wanted the money. But that yes. was just um, that hurt me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I was just going to say that my impression is that the deal was quite. There's a lot more to the deal that we kind of saw the dollar signs to. I think Ashraf wanted first team minutes, and I imagine the sort of first team minutes he was asking for was something that would have knocked Carvajal out of the team. Which mm. or or would have significantly cut into his minutes. What I think is would be unfair after the season Carvajal had, mm. uh, and I also think I like I said, but same with Oscar, same story with Oscar. I think there was flaws with uh, Ashraf that maybe Real Madrid weren't willing to give him those sort of minutes where there was still a lot of room where he could have improved. Mm. I, I think yeah. I think he would have got minutes. I think he would have. Yeah, I think it would have. I think he's quite like Kovacic. It would have figured for him if he was willing to give it. I, if he was willing to give it time, but I don't think he was willing to give it time. I think he saw that Inter offer and he was like, okay, I'm, I'm going for this one. Okay, okay, listen to this. This was I made a poll on this on Twitter. I, let me hear um, what you think about this. Let's say, hypothetically, that uh, Ashraf was a Dortmund player. He was owned by Dortmund and he mm. was uh, having this great season, two good seasons behind him. Suddenly now, he he wanted to leave Dortmund. He had an offer on the table from Inter, regular minutes, key player, Antonio Conte, mm-hmm. everything. He also had an offer from Real Madrid to be the future replacement of Dani Carvajal. Not be a starter immediately, but be the future replacement of Dani Carvajal. Do you think that would have made a difference in his decision? decision? Maybe. I think I just, the idea. I think the idea of not being uh, the fact that he was at Real Madrid. May, uh, you know, I think I think there's a difference of being at Real Madrid, a Real Madrid player on loan, and being offered that contract. There's always kind of that yeah. mystique around the contract that yeah. it only, it's only it's only going to come around once. You can't say no. Yada yada yeah. yada. So I, maybe that would have influenced him. But I mean, maybe in two years' time, if he had said yes, we'd still be in the same position. But he's so uh, young. I just think. Yeah, I, it's I think, shame. I just think he has almost being at Real Madrid for so many years has made him made him forgotten about how big Real Madrid is and what yeah. an opportunity it is. It's it was even, that it's worth waiting for. Yeah, it's even Inter such a big step up from Dortmund. You know, it's uh, you know Side he's goes. getting regular yeah. minutes. He's playing with Conte. It's probably going to be a great system for him. But it's Real mm. Madrid, and that's that opportunity yeah. is probably not going to. Come I back, wasn't. I, I wasn't. I kind of, I kind of looked at the deal and I was like, I was like, you can't get them all, so I wasn't too worried. And then I started hearing rumors that Regulon's in the yeah. same, and I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, that might just be one too far because <laughs> if we sell Regulon, we're starting from scratch with our fullback depth. Yeah. Well, we have Mendy, but yeah, it seems like we're really needing money more than I thought. So I okay, yeah. yeah. 
Let's, I, let's... But, I mean, with Regulon as well, he's playing on the other side. So it's a case of Regulon versus Marcelo. And <laughs> I'm going to get absolutely hammered for this. But if it came down to that, I'm picking Regulon over Marcelo right now. Because he's younger, right? Not just because he's younger, because he didn't have what he didn't have the season Carvajal just had. He's, I mean, he's obviously he's Marcelo's thirty one, thirty two years of age. If it's a case of we have to, if if it's a case of where, and maybe it won't come to it, but if it is a case of where we'd have to either move on Marcelo, move on Regulon, I think currently speaking, it's a much wiser decision. It's a shrewder move to move on Marcelo for Regulon. Yeah, but I mean but, yeah. that that that's a that's an outsider's perspective. Active, and I don't know if you know. I don't know if it needs to come to that. I mean, I, I there's no. I I kind of don't doubt Marcelo's loyalty to the club. So there might be a situation circumstance where he's happy to stay on in a in a kind of in a deputy role, where no matter how far down the depth chart that is. I think this is uh, sadly the start of something that will be inevitable. That you know we fall in love with these lone players. But we gotta realize that we can't keep them all, and we can. I'm sure we will see in the mm. next few years players like Takfusa Kubo, for example, also Regalon fan favorite, uh, maybe even Odegaard. Who knows? You know, can't yeah, well, leaving. We are we are getting to that point where we are finally beginning to figure out what the what the model is. Is it are we doing these players to make? Are we making these players to make money, or are we making them as legitimate first team replacements? So so which one comes first, so to speak? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's dangerous. It's, I, uh, <laughs> it's uh, scary. It is oh. scary, and I mean, I mean, like if you go, if you sell Regulon, there's still a there's a production line of fullbacks in at Madrid at the moment. So in that yeah. sense, probably put yourself back two or three years, and you might be able to buy another fullback. But I don't know. I I prefer to have a pre- I I'd prefer to have a presence. I don't see the point of selling him on if if it's a case of just making money. I think he's good enough to contribute. I just it'd be easier just to keep him. Yeah, uh, maybe. But like maybe. I, it's it's hard to it's hard to say from the outside, and especially with Zidane in charge, it's just so strange his his the way his mind works. I don't really get it. So yeah, we just kind of have to sit tight and wait and see what happens and hope for the best. So if it yeah. hasn't it hasn't uh, it hasn't set us wrong so far. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Love it. Um, anything to add, boys? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. We had a lot. Of, we had more. Well, we had more points before we started. We, we decided that we couldn't. We couldn't mm. um, mention them all. But that's just one thing I, I want to mention. That um, Sam, you went to Norway for a, a week or something. Yeah, a nice little week last week. Um, and I not... just want to say that uh, after being in Norway for just a few days, Sam returned and he said, sent to our Facebook chat. You think I should buy a Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the being in, Tesla, you know. Yeah, that's what being in Norway for a couple of days does to you. <laughs> and he was talking about uh, was it chips as well or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the brand of, of Norwegian uh, crisps. Crisps also, chips gets away massively, but crisps, also, yeah. also Sam, what did you just eat for our dinner? Now I've had two big. <laughs> Two big meals today, um, uh, simply because the planning didn't go very well, and I had to eat. <laughs> what did you just? Ha- what did you just have for dinner? Uh, I had a tomahawk. I was planning to have a tomahawk steak for dinner, but I had to push that forward to lunch because a roast chicken yeah. needed to be eaten. And what did you? <laughs> so- well, I had both. How yeah, did you eat a roast chicken <laughs> and a steak in the it same was tough. day. It was really tough. <laughs> but it really. You talk about it like you're, you're, you're um, you, you have to do it. You didn't have to do anything. Apparently, you did. I've, I've been forced to. Have I it just, I've had an image throughout this podcast that he's just laid out on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt better, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was really tasty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Um, talking about next time then yeah we, we there's a lot of points that we push back so that we'll get through them very very soon we still want Kian Tabani to, to come on um, who knows what time it is in Canada but we'll, <laughs> we'll keep nagging him until he, he comes on so hopefully yes. that'll be next time um, and really we, we should be kind of searching for our next guest like vultures on a, on a dead body we should be having a look around what's, what's going on who we can get in um, so, so hopefully we'll have another kind of random guest in, in the near future but apart from that um, mm. Yeah, good to get another one done. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah.
so Over. let's see what the future future brings yeah perfect hope you guys enjoyed it sitting at home um again make, make sure to leave feedback on patreon the managing madrid page twitter whatever you can we love hearing you guys feedback yes um and i don't think i've ever received more feedback for anything apart from uh, this project so it's been fantastic it's actually really cool yeah 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 really really cool love you boys and girls um see you later yeah see you later Al madrid Pump it up while your feet are stumping And the jam is pumping Look ahead, the crowd is jumping Pump it up a little